Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, exercise physiologist and donut lover, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, I took a look at the phrase that almost all of us have heard, that you need eight, eight ounce glasses of water every day. And I took a look at, is that a reasonable recommendation based on current knowledge of how our body uses water and how much water you need and how much water you get from other sources. So if that's something that interests you, you should check out last week's podcast. This week, continuing on the series of the things you need to do to have this be your funnest and fittest year yet, I'm going to look at exercise. Now, one of my accreditations is uh, exercise physiologist through the American College of Sports Medicine. And the American College of Sports Medicine has a big effort going on that's called Exercise is Medicine. And today I'm going to look at all of the different things that the medicine of exercise can do for you. Now, we talked about activity, and activity is just your general moving around. Exercise is a planned, purposeful training. It's something you set out to do so that you can get stronger, you can get faster, you can get whatever. But it is a planned, purposeful training. Now, it's not a new idea. Everybody thinks that exercise is a fad or whatever. 2500 B.C., there were records that the Chinese were exercising for their health. And the philosopher Plato, about 2,500 years ago, said the lack of activity destroys the good condition of every human being while movement and methodical physical exercise saves and preserves it. So the concept of exercise and, and wanting, needing to exercise is not a new idea. Now, looking at exercise as medicine, it would be amazing if we could find a pill that would help maintain your weight, reduce your triglycerides, reduce your LDL, increase your insulin sensitivity, lower your blood pressure, lower inflammation, lower blood clots, increase blood flow to the heart, increase your memory, increase your learning, lower your stress, anxiety, depression, increase your blood flow, significantly reduce your chances of colon and breast cancer, and help you to sleep better. And do all of this while being either free or extremely low cost and have next to no negative side effects. And that's exactly what exercise does. So what kind of dose do you need? I mean, you can't just start taking medicine um, without any kind of a dose recommendation. And with any other, as with any other kind of medicine, you want to start with the minimum amount that you think will work. And then if you need to add more, add more. And that's pretty simple. I mean, you think about if someone who has been an absolute couch potato hasn't done anything and they get up and they decide they're going to start doing an Ironman triathlon and they go out and they're working just crazy kind of workouts for the first couple of weeks, chances of you injuring yourself or, you know, if you had some kind of an underlying health issue, it's showing up is pretty good. So you want to start if you're a non-exerciser, you want to start out fairly slow and build up. So the recommendation that seems to be the, the general recommendation, and according to all the scientific literature, seems to be the amount that people need as a minimum, is 30 minutes of moderate exercise every, almost every day. They recommend at least five days a week. 
Now, what's moderate exercise? In moderate exercise, you can still carry on a conversation, but you can't sing happy birthday without having to gasp for air a little bit. That's considered moderate exercise. If you're to the point that you can't carry on a conversation, that you're gasping for air in the middle of sentences, that's up to vigorous exercise. Now, I know some of you say, well, I just don't have time to take 30 minutes out of my day for exercise. And I really don't believe that. I think you probably do have 30 minutes a day that you can take out. But let's say that you don't. Studies have found um, from people that work in office buildings, if they were to take the stairs and do six times of going up and down the stairs at uh, five minutes a time, five minutes times six is 30 minutes, they got the same benefit as someone who did 30 minutes of continuous exercise. So you can break it down into shorter bouts. You can do six, five minutes. You can do three, 10 minutes. I'm not going to keep doing the math for you, but if you need to break it down into different exercise sessions, that's okay. You just need to get in the exercise. Now, it's interesting. When we do this exercise, you think that it's probably just going to make a small change. But what happens is when you exercise, your body changes the parts of the DNA that it actually uses. So it turns off some turns off the couch potato genes and turns on the exerciser genes, which means that you become healthier from a chemical level and a cellular level, not just um, superficial changes. I mean, kind of looking at the list of good things that uh, exercise does for you. The way it reduces your body weight, your triglycerides, and your LDL is it produces more energy-burning furnaces called mitochondria. It produces more of those in your cells, so your cells are able to burn more of this stuff uh, and get, get it out of your bloodstream. The next thing is it produces more insulin receivers that sit on the surface of your cells that allow your body to take glucose into the cells. So whenever it does that, it lowers the amount of glucose you have in there, it makes you more insulin sensitive and cuts down on type 2 diabetes. When you exercise, you need more oxygen. So your body produces chemicals that cause your blood vessels to dilate, to open up, become bigger. When it does that, that lowers your blood pressure. It also lowers the chance of there being, it thins the blood a little bit, so it lowers the chance of having blood clots. It increases the blood flow to your heart. And if you continue exercising, your body will say, well, we just need more oxygen to the cells so it starts growing new and wider blood vessels. People who exercise have wider coronary arteries than the people who do not exercise. Well, if you are worried about having a blockage in your coronary artery, which is called a heart attack, the wider it is, the less likely it is to be blocked. The next one is kind of an odd thing. Whenever you exercise, it produces um, free radicals in your body. Now, free radicals are a bad thing, but if your body, because your body doesn't want the free radicals in there, it produces the ability to get rid of free radicals better. And so it's basically your body produces more antioxidants so that the exercise doesn't cause as much damage. Well, when it does that, whenever you're not exercising, you still have lower levels of antioxidants, which causes you to have much lower levels of overall inflammation in your body. In the past, exercise was related for our ancestors. It was related to just being able to survive. So because it was a survival skill, 
to be able to outrun the saber-toothed tiger or whatever, your body also said, well, we need to learn from this. We need to see what's going on. So it start, every time you start exercising, your body starts producing chemicals that stimulate your brain. It helps brain cells to survive. It helps to grow new brain cells. It's like the miracle grow for the brain. So exercising will improve the blood flow to your brain and make the miracle grow for your brain. So it increases your memory and your learning because your body thinks, hey, we're exercising. We need to learn something from this. And most people have heard, like, if you run, you get the runner's high, you get the endorphins. All exercises produces some of those feel-good hormones, and actually it causes your brain to continue producing those. So the more you exercise, generally you have lower levels of stress and anxiety and reduced amounts of depression. Exercising puts stress on your bones, tells your body, hey, we need to have stronger bones so we can do this. So it cuts down the amount of bone eating cells and cranks up the number of bone replacing cells and increases your bone mineral density. So with all these miraculous things that exercise does, is there anybody that shouldn't exercise? Uh, first, I would say probably not, but if you have a health condition, you need to discuss your exercise plans with your doctor. Don't just jump up and start going for a run if you've got a heart condition or something like that, but make sure because there are a few conditions that you need to at least wait until certain blood markers get to their normal levels or to an acceptable level. But for most people, exercise is the greatest medicine that's ever been made and ever will be made. And if you take your daily dose of exercise, that will help make your fitness just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, Please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.